horses are at the gate. And they're off! Welcome to Winning Ponies. With a weekend coming up, this is the spot to be for news, handicapping, and spotlights featuring the winners behind horse racing today. Now, here's your host, John Engelhart, racing's regular guy. Hey, great that you're joining us again. You know that down the stretch we come towards the Kentucky Derby and the Kentucky Oaks. Going to be a solid show. We got some great races, excellent guests. We got a first time starter and a veteran of the show. The veteran, none other than Joe Steiner. Joe was a bit of a journeyman, but he most of his racing on the West Coast. And uh, Joe is a like a lot of people don't know was selected by Bob Baffert to be the exclusive exercise rider for Silver Charm all the way through his Triple Crown races. Of course, Silver Charm nipped at the wire of the Belmont and was denied the Triple Crown. But nonetheless, uh, you got to be a pretty entrusted rider to be riding the horse that just uh, trained up to, won the Derby and the Preakness. That was Joe. But Joe... Once again, reinventing himself. He was a life coach the last time we talked to him. We'll find out if he's still doing that for the leading rider out at Emerald Downs. But now he's also gone over to Germany and studied to become a physical therapist. Uh, of course, on equines and the machine he's got also works on humans. I may visit him down there and see what he can do for this pinched nerve. So Joe's our first guest. Our second guest, if you watch the card at Oak Lawn Park, you're very familiar with her, Nancy Holthus. Of course, if you bet the horses there, the word Holthus is very familiar. Uh, Bob Holthus, the leading trainer out there for many, many years. She's married to his son. She's a hot Springs native. I'm telling you folks, put this on your bucket list. What a great town to go to. Uh, she's been racing for 22 years. Uh, she you not only see her uh, making your TV screen look pretty, but in the mornings, she's there with her husband, Paul Holthus, uh, racing under the nom de course of NPH Stable, and they have between about 18 to 20 horses. So we're going to talk to Nancy Holthus a little bit about her life and her career, but uh, mostly about the unbelievable races at Oak Lawn Park this Saturday. All the eyes are going to be there, but they're going to get there early. They're going to get there on, on Friday uh, because it's going to be the legendary Apple Blossom Stakes. And I've seen pictures of this horse coming off the van. Uh, from what I've heard from Nancy, she's one good-looking girl. And that is Unique Bella. Nine starts, seven victories, and a second. She's an unbelievable horse. Really good-looking. A great tappet, wouldn't you know? So we're going to ask her you know, a little bit about that. But that's put a ring around that one, Mike Smith <laughs> and Unique Bella. That's the horse you, you just want to key in the apple blossom. Uh, but then we have the Arkansas Derby. And it looks like another rematch between Osolamini and Magnum Moon. You may recall that they ran 1-2 in the Rebel Stakes. Magnum Moon. Fletcher Barn, Luis Saez, undefeated in three career starts, going a little bit longer every race. So uh, that's the first one from Oaklawn. Then we're going to go with the Oaklawn Handicap and the Count Fleet Handicap. And again, Nancy Holthus will be taking us through that. So with all the great racing that we've got coming up this weekend, don't forget there's going to be a slew of graded stakes races at Keeneland. If I get a chance, I'll allude to a couple that are on Saturday. But the one thing you want to do is go to Winning Ponies and pull down the easy win forms. Uh, we're, we're, we're killing it. Had an unbelievable hit at 
Keeneland this afternoon. A $1 pick five. Make sure you're sitting down. $18,606. Yes, just today. We hit the pick five for 18000 And I know you're kicking yourself now going, why didn't I go to Winning Ponies and get the easy win forms? Well, only you can answer that question. But, of course, we, we cover the whole country. Had a nice hit uh, out, out at Santa Anita five days ago, a $1 super high five that paid over 2500 And you go down to the warmer weather and at Tampa Bay Downs yesterday had a $1 super five that paid $2,391. So those are the easy win forms. Come to my home base, winningponies.com, and pull down those winners. Well, one thing we're going to have to talk to Nancy Holthus about is the fact that they're going to extend the 2019 meet. It says three weeks, but really what they're doing is starting a little bit later, which makes sense because if you follow Oaklawn, you'll see that almost every year the poor guys get snowed out or cold out early in the season and have to give up our race dates. So they're going to move it back. They'll probably have to shuffle some of the stakes around, but we'll ask uh, Nancy about that. Uh, well, we had Terry Meeks on uh, from the Jockey Guild two weeks ago, and uh, luckily they are associated with the Permanently Disabled Jockeys Fund, and they tried their first telethon, and it was a rousing success. They made over $217,000, so thank you to all of you that uh, took part in it on Sundays. A lot of jockeys were answering the phones, everybody from Pat Day to, to Mike Smith were manning the phones. Of course, it was hard. <laughs> Some of those guys said it was really hard to get on to the next call because everybody wanted to talk to these Hall of Famers, um, but also a, a tip of the cap to uh, uh, Sheik uh, Mansoor bin Zayed Al-Nayan, uh, who uh, put in a $50,000 check, and um, Al-Basti from Equal World donated $20,000, and our friends Kenny Trout, owner of Windstar and Windstar CEO, jumped in for $20,000. Thank you so much for supporting the Permanently Disabled Jockey Fund. Well, my old Uncle Chuck, Charles Engelhart, gave uh, the award to, he didn't, he's not around anymore, but uh, so two good friends of mine, and Eberhardt Kehoe and Enzino Mastropolito. Most of you know her as Z. They were honored with the Charles W. Engelhardt Award at the Kentucky Thoroughbred Owners and Breeders Championships Award. And let me tell you, I've watched these girls over the years, these women over the years, I should say, but they're younger than me, so they're girls. And uh, they just do such outstanding work. Z was shooting for the Thoroughbred Times. Of course, they closed, and now Keelan uses her so much. And uh, Anne, of course... Uh, has been uh, over, well, now it's all audiovisual. It's not just photography uh, at the Blood Horse. And they have just involved into two of the best photographers on the scene. So happy to see them get the award. I'm always happy to be up in the Keeneland Press Box and see the two of them. They're never competitors. They work side by side. And most importantly, they manage to have fun. Okay. If you've been watching the Kentucky Derby Future Pool right now, Justify, the three to one favorite in the Kentucky Derby Pool. Second, coming across the pond, Mendelssohn is at five to one. Boy, he was impressive in his last start. So, uh, nonetheless, you guys say, hmm, three to one. Well, that ever happened in the past? Yeah. How about Nyquist in 2016, Uncle Mo in 2011, uh, Big Brown 2008. Uh, Empire Maker, who was the runner-up to Funnyside in the 2003 Kentucky Derby. So it's usually a pretty good sign of uh, legitimacy. Uh, let's take a look now at some of last week's races that we looked at. And, of course, the Santa Anita Derby. 
what a race that was. Justified, justified his entrance into the Kentucky Derby, no doubt about it. Remember, he's only making his third lifetime start, first start in the stakes. It happened to be the grade one million dollar Santa Anita Derby, stretching out to a mile and an eighth. This horse has never run anything under a 100 buyer figure. Uh, Justify. Bob Baffert, man, is he loaded, and we'll see what they think about his horses in the Rebel. Uh, Just unbelievable. Sent off at four to five. Could he break the curse of Apollo? Don't forget, no horse has won the Kentucky Derby since 1882, unraced as a two-year-old, and that's a fact, Jack, with Justify. In the second spot, it was Bolt Oro. Uh, a lot of people thought it would be the champion last year, but came up just a little short in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. Uh, he was placed first, of course, in the San Felipe over McKinsey in a hotly debated race. Uh, Bolt Oro was second. And in the third spot at 40 to 1, not even nominated the Triple Crown core beliefs. So we're getting closer and closer to the Derby. These are horses you're going to want to remember. And then we've got the uh, the Santa Anita Oaks. Here we go, folks. The big show now. Menominee Girl coming out of her race at Keeneland. And Midnight Bizu, an easy winner. Money Mike Smith in the saddle takes the grade one. 400,000 Santa Anita Oaks. In the second spot, it was Spectator. And third, 13 square but uh, midnight bizu now five lifetime starts three victories three in a row all in graded stakes a grade two grade three and now a grade one mike smith in the saddle look for her on oaks day then we went to keeneland the legendary bluegrass stakes uh very uh Interesting race right there, and redeeming himself was Good Magic, last year's two-year-old champion who uh, ran a third in the Fountain of Youth last time out. A lot of people were scratching their head. Was he worth the million dollars that they put out for him? He sure was good in the Toyota Bluegrass. Don't forget, that is main track now. It's not Polly anymore. A very impressive and easy winner. Jose Ortiz has ridden him in his last four races right now trained by chad brown let's see what else did we look at last week with jay oh how about the wood memorial and uh the the uh the wood memorial went to vino rosso who's jumped to the lot top of a lot of handicappers list it was pretty impressive a three-year-old son of curlin uh who now has a record of five starts three victories and uh, will look very very impressive uh, ran by the six to five favorite enticed, just as some people said, he might be just a really one turn miler. We'll find out if they decide to go to the Derby with him. He does have points after winning the Gotham. So the Wood Memorial, though, goes to Vino Rosso and he stamps himself a ticket to the Kentucky Derby. And so, again, I mentioned uh, uh, Monomoy Girl took the central back. Ashland, grade one, half a million dollars. She was very, very impressive. So it's going to be an interesting Oaks. Pretty sure they're going to keep her in the Churchill Downs area. She's trained by Brad Cox. And then the girls in New York, um, it was a very interesting race. 
in the gazelle. It was my Miss Lily getting the job done. It was a three-horse stretch run, an extremely competitive race down through the lane, but my Miss Lily getting a whole lot of points. By the way, this was Eric Wing's pick that day, ladies and gentlemen. She got up by a neck. Well, again, we're closing out this segment. want to remind you, more great racing on tap. Saturday at Keeneland, you got the Grade 3 Lexington, one of the last points races for the Derby, though it's uh, not one of the biggest points uh, races. Uh, my boy Jack, who went really, really wide in the L.A. Derby, that's Louisiana Derby, uh, is, is coming in and seems to be getting most of the uh, the play from the wise guys. And then uh, also... Uh, at Keeneland, you got the grade one, Coolmore, Jenny Wiley. What a matchup. I don't want to start mentioning horses because there's too many good ones to mention. But there's a good guy that's going to be with us here in a minute. His name, as I told you at the top of the show, is Joe Steiner. He's going to tell us about his many, many adventures in life, and he's got a lot of them. I'm John Engelhart. You're listening to Winning Ponies. <laughs> Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. And they're off! What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of the easy win form, the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry, let winningponies.com make some money for you. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Engelhart. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with John or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to show at winningponies.com. Now, back to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. All right, and with me, a gentleman that's been on the show before... Joe Steiner, I kind of recapped his uh, brief bio at the top of the show. And, uh, you know, uh, back when I first had him on, because after his retirement, he had turned into what we'll call a life coach. I'm not sure he's doing that. But uh, then he's also uh, ended up uh, getting married to a marvelous woman and now has a beautiful child named Joshua. And so without going through your entire life story, Joe Steiner, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on here, John. I love it. I love it. Well, um, you know, like I said, you know, I don't want to call it reinventing yourself, but you never stop 
growing, Joe. That's one thing I like about you. You had, you had an interesting background. Uh, you know, you, you did a lot of riding against some of the top guys on, on the West Coast. You haven't stopped getting in the saddle, albeit not in the afternoon, but you did stay, you have stayed competitive. And you're one of the few guys I know that likes gas station sushi. Yeah, I, I, I don't know how you found <laughs> that out, but um, I, I actually had the opportunity to work uh, gas station sushi in the morning. The the prior work before her her race that she had at Keenan last weekend, and she just she had a great race. It was, she had nine months off from her first race, um, and she she ran amazing. So it was it was exciting to watch, and it was good to be part of that. And uh, was that uh, for uh, one of the guys you blow horses out for in the morning? Was that Richard Baltus? That was his first graded win at Keeneland? Yeah, yeah that, I, I don't know if it's his first graded win, but yes, it was, it was Richard Baltus. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's what I read, you know, in uh, all of the, the dailies. Um, now, did you meet him? Was he a West Coast guy? Is that how you got to know him? Yes, I actually know him from the West Coast, and, and his assistant trainer is David Mia, and I've known him for years also, and he's the one that contacted me because he's the one that he's actually managing the stable here in Keeneland. So he contacted me and wanted me to, to breathe his horses. <clears throat> so that's how that all evolved. Well, yeah, you obviously do a good job breezing horses. I did tell people the story about uh, you being the exclusive uh, workmate for for Silver Charm, a horse you still get to see on a regular basis, as you and Dagmar and Joshua have located to beautiful Georgetown, Kentucky. And uh, so you, you get to see your old buddy on a regular basis. But before I get ahead of myself, last time we spoke um, – you were thinking about pursuing a career in sports psychology, and uh, you were the life coach for uh, the leading rider out there um, up in the Washington area. Um, ha- have you done that, or have you kind of been so busy starting a family and moving into a new career as an equine therapist that that's something you left on the table on the West Coast? Yeah, no, actually, I'm still doing that. I'm still, I'm still coaching um, the rider. On the West Coast, his name's Rocco Bowen. He's a <clears throat> really talented rider from Bur- uh, Barbados, and he's going back up to Emerald Downs now. Um, also coaching um, some athletes here in Kentucky, runners and stuff like that. <clears throat> but I actually been recently I've been spending more of my time working with the equines and and a lot of the staff at at Old Friends. Well, so, and that's, and, yeah. That's where we're gonna. That's where we're gonna, we're gonna segue into. We got talking, and you told me about you through Dagmar making connections over in Germany and uh, studying under Linda Tellington Jones, uh, the renowned European therapist who actually has a system revered over there called uh, the Tellington Touch. So tell us a little bit about you meeting her, learning about the Tellington Touch, and then what you brought back with you to the United States. Yeah, this all happened last summer while we were in Germany, and my wife has been a huge supporter and, and a fan. This is like her idol, Linda Tellington Jones. Um, when she was a child, she bought these books to help her with her horse that she had on different techniques on you know helping her horse in different ways, healing and, and calming them and... Um, this this woman is just brilliant. She's she's written quite a few books, 
she's an 80 year old woman at this point. Um, <clears throat> she was promoting through an email uh, a, a medical device called Beamer, B E M E R. And so she said, you know, this must be pretty amazing if she's promoting it and she's the spokeswoman for this. So we did some research on it and we ended up getting to talk to her. We FaceTimed her and um, we ended up buying one of the, the Beamers for ourselves because they have the human ones, which have been out for 20 years as of this year over in Europe. It's, it's pretty commonly used in hospitals and um, they're a more holistically minded group of people as compared to our American pharmaceutical, you know, way of thinking over here. So, which, which I like. Um, so, um, what it is, it's electromagnetic, magnetical, um, signal that, uh, you just lay on this mat and it, it puts this signal into your body and it gets the blood flowing at, a. Whereas as we all get older, it, uh, the blood flow slows down and, and we get issues and most of the <laughs> issues that we have, you know, most of the issues that we have, over 200 different types of diseases, let's put it that way, um, are caused by the circulatory problems slowing down. So that's where this comes in hand. Um, it gets the blood flowing throughout the, the capillaries of your whole body and, um, it's it's been amazing. Uh, Linda used it. She's been using it for 15 years, and she's a live wire. She's 80 years old, and she's just, I mean, just going from uh, country to country promoting this and her Tellington Touch system. <clears throat> so well, obviously uh, she's not getting it. She's not doing it to get rich and retire. Doesn't sound like this woman's going to stop until the casket closes. No, no, that's that's exactly right. It's not a, it's not all about that. It's all about you know, sharing this with others so that they can they can improve their health, and that's what I'm all about because I'm all about helping people like like the what I do with coaching. Um, but I now I found a new calling because this is something I really enjoy. Um, not only is it making us feel better, my family members. I'm working with all the staff here at Old Friends, Michael Blow and his wife, all the women in the office, the crew, um, and and they're they're all this doing great it's it's really exciting to see um so along with that they have just introduced uh, a beamer vet uh blanket for the horses now they use it for dogs and cats also so which you know as you know cats and dogs and horses can't talk they just respond so i've been working with these horses here at old friends to see how they responded a lot of these horses are older they have issues um, if you name it, because like I said, they're all older horses. They've been, had their racing careers or stallion careers, and now they have issues. So I've been able to work with some of these horses here at old friends and they're, they're all responding really well. I've actually worked on a, a really nice broodmare of, uh, Buff Bradley's who had a lot of problems getting up after she had her babies. It, it took her like 15 minutes to get up afterwards because her back end was weak and I worked on her for a week before she had her baby and she hopped right up and you know they were a believer and it's it's all about the blood flow you know and and there's a lot of these things out there but this one here was actually um, NASA did a lot of research on these types of signals and they signed them 
up with a like a four year contract for their astronauts when they go up into those um, those things in space and they're spending all that time up there. They lose bone density and muscle atrophy. So this is keeping that all up. That is so. that that is truly amazing. But you can see it, you know, because mm-hmm. yeah, who, you know, those guys don't even know if they're upside down. So I can't imagine, you know, the situation with their circulation. Well, listen, I'm going to have to have to uh, segue into it. You read the story I wrote for the Mid Atlantic Thoroughbred. Um, recently, you've been working on one of my favorite horses, and. Uh, Cat Launch is his name. He's a three-time Ohio Horse of the Year. Uh, but uh, he's also been immortalized uh, by your wife, Dagmar, uh, who, who's coming out with a new book. It's probably going to come out this summer. And um, it is uh, truly – luckily, I've, I've had a chance to take a peek at some of the work she's done already on it. And, uh, you know, it's, it's the art of old friends. She's worked on this for seven years, Joe. That's amazing. Yeah, it is amazing, and it's been a tough road. I mean, she's she's worked so hard, and the ups and downs and of just life, and she's just stayed on it. And now she has over, I think, nearly forty horses that she's painted for this book, along with a sketch of each one of the horses. And um, it's it's really coming together nicely. It should be out in late August. I mean, late July, early August. <clears throat> But it's it's going to be a, a fabulous. It's, it's it's wow. It's exciting because um, Jill Jill Baffert did the foreword. Michael Blowen did the uh, introduction. So well written, and and all the the all the comments of each one of these horses have been written by Michael Blowen, his personal views, and Jay Hubday of the Racing Forum, the executive wow. right the Racing Forum. So. Um, it's it's being put together really well, and I think it's going to be beautiful. So well, I know a, it's a limited well. edition of twenty five hundred, so we're going to get on the road in the summer and promote it. Well, don't don't forget to set one aside for me because I'm in. You know that, uh, <laughs> but. I, I, I've seen Dagmar's work, and actually, I've been blessed that she's worked from some of my photography. And uh, it, it, I can't tell everybody how sensational it's going to be, but <laughs> you know, they're not going to print a million of them so you, you might want to get in line so you can go to old friends uh you can call them at the farm you can give a credit card and make sure you reserve one and it's very unique marketing perspective in that there's uh, like nine different levels at which you can come in with that could even include a portrait of your your own favorite horse or your horse uh you know each one just grows and grows and grows with it with additions to uh you know the book itself uh, the art of old friends so uh it's really neat so if any of my listeners uh you know uh, got are thinking, what should I get, Uncle Ed? He loves racing, but I've already given him everything. This is what you want to do. Get a hold of old friends. You can do it online or you can call them. And you want to reserve your the art of old friends. And believe me, folks, I'm not making any profit off this. And guess what? Neither are Joe and Dagmar. She's donating the profits back to old friends. What are you guys, independently wealthy? Yeah, right. Yeah, she's <laughs> donating 100% of it. And that's, that's just something that she's felt from her heart. And that's what she stuck with. And, I, and that's, yeah, I, I, I can't argue with her because that's what she wants to do. So bottom line is that's, that's where her heart is, all, all about these horses and 
like I said, it, only good will come from it for her and us. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited and I'm very proud of her. Well, what goes around comes around. Uh, Joe and, and Dagmar and Joshua, good karma. You know, the smile you give out returns to you. And I, I know that's going to happen in your life. And you guys live that philosophy, Joe. And I absolutely love that uh, about the both of you. And it's, I've, it's an honor to know both of you. And, and I wish you nothing but the best in the days ahead. And as you know, if there's anything I can ever do for you, you got my numbers. Yes, sir. No, we feel the same way. So, and we're honored to have you as our friend. And, you know, it's, it's, yeah, like you said, it all comes back around in this lifetime and, and we're all here to, to give back and, and try to help one another. And, and that's, that's my calling in, in my way. And, and Dagmar has hers. So, you know, it's, it's, there's a, there's a lot of good stuff to look forward to. All right. Well, Joe, say hi to Dagmar for me and tassel that full-haired head of Joshua before he goes to bed. Thanks a lot for joining me on Winning Ponies. You bet. Thank you for having me. All right. That was Joe Steiner. Up next, the Grand Dam of Oak Lawn Park. None other than Nancy Holthus is going to grace us with her presence here on Winning Ponies. We'll be right back after this break. Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. And they're off. What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with WinningPonies.com, the home of the easy win form. The most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let WinningPonies.com make some money for you. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Engelhart. 
Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with John or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to show at winningponies.com. Now, back to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. All right, and I uh, capsulized her uh, bio at the top of the show. Uh, Nancy Holthus is with us. She's a Hot Springs native, third-generation horsewoman, and uh, she's been working in racing for at least 22 years, and this is her fifth year as the paddock host at Oak Lawn Park, and uh, she works a circuit. She goes to Oak Lawn, Indiana Grand. I hope to see her there this year. I got a call from them uh, just recently asking if I'd come back and be the guest photographer for their big day of racing, and I do believe I'll be there to help Jenny Reese in the publicity department. But uh, Nancy is married to uh, trainer Paul Holthus, a rather popular name in Hot Springs. Uh, I believe that his father actually has a uh, star on the Walk of Fame. I may be saying that incorrectly. Nancy Holthus, welcome to Winning Ponies. Good to hear your voice. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you having me on. Well, I'll tell you, I've only been out to Hot Springs once, and I absolutely loved it. I grew up, my brother worked at Saratoga going up there, which is a unique place. Uh, then I worked eight years at Keeneland, unique place. But I spent one weekend at Hot Springs, and wow, I love that place. And I don't know how often you listen to the show, but I tout everybody to put Hot Springs and – Oaklawn Park on their bucket list. It is a great racing place. I'll share a quick story with you. Uh, Terry Wallace was out there calling the races uh, when I went out. And uh, he goes, John, he says, usually when you go around from town to town and you, you're telling me what the racetrack, uh, they give you the seat next to the restroom. He says, at Hot Springs, you tell me the racetrack, they put you in the front window. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's such an amazing town because we literally embrace the sport of horse racing. I mean, it's it's so special because we look forward to it all year round because we it's just a vibe that you go because you literally go to, you know, the hardware store, a restaurant walking downtown and you know, people just say hello and they hear horse racing and oh, are you with the racetrack and everybody with the racetrack, you kind of become this celebrity. And just so much money has come into this tiny little town. And say, for example, last year on Arkansas Derby Day, there were 60,000 people at Oakland wow. Park. Well, the population of Hot Springs inside the city limits is about 40,000 people. So the fact that, you know, the double, you know, almost, you know, a good overload of the population of the city of Hot Springs is at Oakland Park. So, I mean, it's so special. And the fact that, Oakland Park has been in the Sella family. That's it. Only one yes. family has owned Oakland since 1904, since it since its inception. I mean, it really is such an amazing place, and I've always called it the Southern Saratoga. So you know, it really is it. such a such a really really cool place to to come and and spend the first part of the year. Well, uh, when I was there, uh, I, I'm friends with the jockey, uh, John McKee. You may recall him. Uh, he was the leading rider there because he rode for Mr. Holthus. And, uh, yes. you know, uh, we'd go around to restaurants and we were driving. We went fishing and did golf go-karts and stuff with my son, Pat. And uh, people go, hey, you a jockey? 
Yes, kind of yes, obvious I with am. John, right? <laughs> yes, I am, sir. He said, you ever win the Kentucky Derby? He says, I hope to this year with a horse by the name of Lawyer Ron. So yeah. uh, he ended up riding in five. And I, I'm sure you, you, you've seen the documentary first Saturday in May, haven't you? Oh, yes. Yes, I have. Very. It's a, that was one of the things that uh, I was always a, a big fan of. Uh, I always called him Mr. Bob and I always knew the whole name. Oh, actually, well before I met my husband, uh, you know, just growing up in Hot Springs, you always uh, respected that last name. And they grew up uh, not far from Kilcarry Farm, the farm that uh, they called him uh, Big Paul, uh, who my husband was named after, uh, Bob's dad. So, uh, you know, a, a great horseman and a uh, quite the gentleman. I remember I read one article, I forget who wrote it, and they just said, well, basically, you know, if if, if somebody, uh, you know, was new to, you know, uh, Oaklawn Park and or just started working there and said, holy cow, how am I going to get a key to the maintenance shack? And they just, shack, they say, well, get down and talk to Mr. Holdless. He's got a key to the whole place. <laughs> oh, yeah. He literally did have a key to uh, to the grandstand. <laughs> he he literally did, and uh, when his time uh, was come to pass, uh, he gifted that key to Ron Moquette, and now Ron Moquette has that key to the grandstand. Really? <laughs> so well, that, if, if, it, that... if it's a walk day and uh, the trainers want to go to the front side, they uh, have to wait for somebody else to open the door because Ron, it, Ron Moquette uh, is not going to come because it's a walk day for his barn, so they've got to wait for somebody in maintenance to come open the grandstand. <laughs> Right. Well, as I understand, I mean, you, you, you're, you're gorgeous and intelligent on television, uh, but you also get your boots muddy in the morning, right? I do. I definitely make my uh, living partially back at the barn, and I, I actually love it. I love spending my time back at the barn with the horses, and that's where I really enjoy spending my time back at the barn. I actually do MagnaWave therapy on our horses. And I love every minute of it just because I can really see the progress and the, you know, what the horses get out of it. So, uh, you know, get a little more incentive to do it, you know, when I see the horses come across the finish line first. So, uh, you know, I work at the barn a couple hours in the mornings prior to uh, going to the office. Uh, it makes for a long day, but, you know, I... I love spending my time in, in with those equine athletes, and just like us, they've got very distinct personalities, and just learning each of those individual personalities just makes it that much more fun. So, But I, I love to go back to the barn uh, on dark days in the afternoons and just when nobody's there and just kind of just kind of hang out and love on them and give them treats, and that's just to me, that's part of the best part of, of horse racing, just, just hanging out at the barn. I know. I mean, the appreciation just for the smells and the sounds of Winnie, you know, reaching into the box and pulling out some peppermints or a carrot, there's there's, there's no joy like it. And, uh, you know, it's just fantastic that you have that experience and that you're able to transfer that rather well in the afternoons in your assessment and analysis of the races. And, you know, I never got into really the, you know, the ownership and the true horsemanship side until, you know, I did get married or, you know, 
got with my husband, Paul, and I definitely have become a much better horsewoman because of it. And I'm very, very appreciative of that. And, you know, mind you, there sometimes I will have to go back to my roots and make a couple left-hand turns walking a, walking a hot one every now and again. But, you know, it definitely puts you back in your place and reminds you where you came from when you got to go back to walking a couple. But, you know, I, I, I love every minute of it, and I definitely would not trade it for anything in the world. Well, it's fantastic. And like I said, it gives you such a, a rare base for what you do. I mean, um, I'm not going to name names, but there's some people that are just a pretty face. You're that and you have the experience. So speaking of pretty faces, I think that you saw one get off a van the other day and it was the pretty face of none other than unique Bella. Give paint a picture of what she's like. Does she have a presence? You know what she does, and some horses have it, and some horses don't. And it's almost like she knows that she is something truly special. She, I saw her train this morning, and she went into the paddock for schooling. She went into the starting gate, and she she was a little hesitant to go into the gate. Um, it took a little extra encouragement. Um, I watched her train, and she actually came over for afternoon schooling. When she entered the paddock, it was almost you felt the presence. It, I, it was It's something almost hard to describe, and I kid you not, when she came in, I got goosebumps. And oh, I've seen a lot of horses in my time. And I was fortunate enough to be stallman when Zenyatta was during her reign. And to be in Zenyatta's presence, it was just awe-inspiring. And when Unique Bella kind of came in, her ears were pricked forward. She kind of had this awe. And she's a very statuesque filly. She's very big. Um, and just absolutely a beautiful gray dappled she had handlers on both sides and just kind of really on her toes a a beautiful little prance and just really felt good you could tell and shortly thereafter she entered the paddock you know the horses left to go on to the track for the race and shortly after that Jerry Hollendorfer came into the paddock and when the race was running I was actually over there talking to Jerry and when Vic and Al- Vic Stoffer was calling the race, she got a little more pep in her step. She heard sure. the call of the race, and Jerry Jerry made that comment to me. He says, "She can hear the call. She's getting excited," and she was. She knew, and it was so interesting to see her body language respond to the horses out on the track. The track announcer, and it, she. I cannot wait to see her on the track because it's interesting because there's a couple of variables that are going into Unique Bella. This is the first time that she's traveled outside of California. It looks like right. she's handled the ship amazingly. And I asked Jerry about that. How did she handle the flight? Because a flight is 10 times easier for a horse than a van ride. They really don't know that they're on the plane. You know, I've been fortunate, well, fortunate enough to, to fly cross-country with horses. It's, it's way easier than going on a van ride. She handled the, the flight very, very well. Um, a lot of horses do seem to like it here in Hot Springs. They transition 
beautifully, but she is going to potentially handle and have to compete over an off track for the first time in her career. Uh Aha, that was my next question. All the other horses in that field do have a start and a win over an off racetrack. Her Tomlinson numbers back up that she can compete over an off surface, but, you know, she will be contesting an off track and out of her circuit for the first time. So it's going to be interesting. I mean, she's got that tap at line, but, yeah, I mean, it's a... it's going to be interesting, but Jerry says, well, we're going to have to compete over it like everybody else, but everybody right. else does have that experience. So well, it's with going the to be picture, interesting. We're talking with Nancy Holthus. With the picture you just painted of her, though, with her presence and her intelligence and everything like that, I think class will overcome adversity in this case. And I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to ask you how the weather was out there. And uh, so now we know we're expecting maybe a little rain in the forecast. Well, let's move on to the big daddy of them all, the Arkansas Derby. It's grade one. It's $100,000, and one, maybe two horses are going to – Punch their ticket to the first Saturday in May, and doesn't really matter who you listen to or what you read. It seems like everybody's looking at Solo Mini and Magnum Moon, the rematch of the Rebel. You were there. Tell us about it. Well, it's interesting. Uh, it's a nine-horse field, um, there, but there's some true standout. That, now, there's 170 total points on the line. This is the last real true uh, chance for solid points to get to the Kentucky Derby. One million dollar purse, a mile and an eighth. Magnum Moon, definitely just a true standout. Uh, Very impressive. The Rebel was his first time versus stakes runners. And this was kind of the way that, if you remember last year, uh, Malagasy came in for Todd Pletcher and the Rebel made his stakes debut a winning one. Um, very impressive, Magnum Moon. Watching him train today almost takes one stride the way the other horses will take two. You could almost put a beer bottle on his hind end and not spill a drop the way that he goes so effortlessly over the surface. Um, just the way that he is coming into this race, I am extremely impressed um, really, really just training forwardly, uh, really expect a lot out of him in this effort. Magnum Moon, I think, will probably go on to win the Arkansas Derby and the Kentucky Derby the way that if he keeps Whoa. going and training the way that he is doing. I mean, he is really spectacular the way that he is going into this race. Now, Steve Asmussen has three in here. He's kind of like the way that Pletcher has been going into the Kentucky Derby just loaded for bear. It's interesting because Ricardo Santana kind of has carte blanche going into the barn. He gets to pick and choose, but Santana has chosen to ride combatant who was third in the rebel. Now he's got a really nice three-year-old in tenfold who is also making the stakes debut. There's been a lot of talk about tenfold. Now Steve is very high on this three-year-old, Obviously, by Curlin, he's a big fan of the Curlin, you know, given the fact of Curlin, obviously. But, and the Winchells. And the Winchells. Ricardo worked tenfold last time. Ricardo had his, cha- had his option. Ricardo still chose to work, or excuse me, chose to ride combatant. Steve is a bigger fan of tenfold, but 
obviously Ricardo is on uh, the other three-year-old. So we'll see uh, who is going to wind up on or who is going to be uh, the victor out of this one. Speaking of Victor, Victor Espinoza is aboard tenfold. And I asked Steve, you know, uh, how come Victor, he doesn't really ride a whole lot of uh, California riders. He said he thinks that last sixteenth of a mile, he's really going to be able to to push him and get what he needs out of him. So a little bit of interesting angle there for the, the two Asmussen. He's got three in there, but... Those two Asmussen uh, are really, I think, going to be expecting big things. All right. We're talking with Nancy Holthus uh, uh, down at Oakland Park. Uh, Just to go back to that, I do believe that Victor's already declared that he's going to ride both the Oro and the Derby. So I found it kind of interesting that uh, Asmussen had even be giving him the shot in here. Of course, we know a lot can happen in the next four weeks. Um, I just thought he might want to give somebody else their tryout for the the chance to get into the Derby. I I was kind of surprised to see Espinosa riding this horse. Yeah, I was too. And, you know, there's a couple other riders here. Corey Lannery's here that day. Um, but, you know, he thought Victor might, just the way that he needs to be ridden, he thought that, that Victor suited him really, really well and needs to kind of get out there uh, to the front. And he thought Victor uh, suited his running style. So it's an interesting that uh, he lined him up for the mount, even though he, you know, he obviously needs the points. So if he's going to make that first Saturday in May. Well, we're talking with Nancy Holthus uh, from uh, Oaklawn Park. You'll get to see her on Saturday. She's going to be a very, very uh, busy woman for sure. Uh, but the uh, the Arkansas Derby, not the only race on the card. Um, maybe we'll get a chance to touch, touch on a couple others before my uh, producer says, John, you're going long again. Uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, the, the Oaklawn Handicap... Uh, not the biggest field. You got the one, two, three coming out of the Essex. Uh, I know. I guess uh, Jose Ortiz is going to be uh, someplace else on Saturday. So uh, Florent Giroux picks up the mount on Hedge Fund. Uh, he was the winner of the the Essex. You were there. We've also got Untrapped and Blue Ridge Traveler all going into the gate for the Oakland Handicap. Yeah, Hedge Fund, uh, really true standout. Uh, looking for the third uh, straight win uh, coming in from the barn of Todd Pletcher and has tested older in the last two starts. Really impressive, scoring gate to wire by almost three lengths as the favorite. Uh, over 103 buyer, super impressive uh, in that Essex. I think a sleeper, though, might actually be Hawakam in there. I know that West Holly is super high on this horse. Uh, he's eight years old, still just Rocking so super hard. Uh, really solid race last out in the grade three Razorback scoring by more than three lengths after coming from well off the pace. So he certainly hasn't lost too much in his step. And he beat a really solid horse in Leo Frick uh, back in mid-February. So there is a decent field, but another one uh, returning is last year's uh, Oakland Handicap winner in Inside Straight. He was a bit of a price last year and coming in off an allowance win at Turf Paradise from the barn of Deodoro and David Cohen, who is at a really good meet off the three-year hiatus, uh, is in the irons. But another one that's coming in that's a lot of buzz is Accelerate. Now, Accelerate was supposed to compete in the Oakland Handicap last year, but developed a fever after making the ship all the way from California to Arkansas. 
So obviously Victor Espinoza coming along for the mount and is looking for this third straight graded stakes win. So Accelerate certainly is going to be probably the one to beat. So uh, John Sadler has always had really good luck. He had, I believe, two uh, racing festival wins last year and looking for a little bit of redemption and hoping to keep this one healthy for uh, the Oakland Handicap win this year. Nancy, I, I totally agree with you. Uh, you know, Accelerate, I mean, th- this horse dances every dance, though, albeit both he and another very impressive, improving, but having to stretch out horse, City of Light, will be making their debut at Oaklawn. So I don't know if they're just going to come in and steal the money, but you got to admit, Accelerate does come in with a, with a great portfolio. City of Light, a lot of guys like to bet horses that are trying something new for a change. We'll see if uh, this Mike McCarthy uh, trainee can stretch out in his debut. They're bringing in Drayden Van Dyke to ride. Of course, the other grade one winner in the race, uh, so we'll find out because they, they not only have to do it at Oaklawn, they got to do it on a wet track. Accelerate proven, City of Light not. So uh, yeah, that it'll be interesting because uh, you know Saturday that late in the day, depending on how much rain we get, track could potentially dry out. So you know it's going to be uh, interesting to see how the track crew. We've got a great track crew, and you know. City of Light stretching out for the first time. Drayton Van Dyke is a Hot Springs native, so he's going to have a he's going to want to get a win here over his uh, in front of the home team. I did not know he was a Hot Springs he is a native. Hot Springs native, he sure is. Wow! No, I just I just figured he was a Florida or a West Coast guy or something like that. Had no idea he was. Now that would be he's pretty an cool. There you go. <laughs> that would be pretty cool if he got the job done. Well, Nancy Holtis, you've been a breath of fresh air. Really enjoyed having you on the show. I got your number now, so you're in trouble when you go to that uh, little bit later meet and an extra week next year. Um, your phone's going to be ringing. You, you make for an excellent guest. Um, I just I thank you for your time. I wish you nothing but the best of luck and just know that I, I'll be watching uh, and listening to you on Saturday, albeit not in person at Hot Springs, but I'll be watching you on a simulcast center I'll be attending. And I hope to see you at Indiana Downs if you're coming back. You got it. I will be there. Well, so will I for the Indiana Derby and Oaks. We've been talking to Nancy Holthus. Prior to that, we had Joe Steiner on telling us about uh, the unique technique that he's using now. It's called the Tellington Touch and his work with the retired horses at Old Friends Farm. Hope you enjoyed the show. Remember, a lot of great racing coast to coast. Come on over to Winning Ponies. Pull down our easy win form. See if we can't get you a nice winner. And whatever you do, ladies and gentlemen, remember... When you go to the races, bet with your head, not over it. Thanks for listening to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. We know the information from today's show will help you at the next post. Keep listening for more next Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network.